Bobby's late to the interview, so there's only one thing to do. Put on as many things as I can <laughs> from the shelf. <laughs> Is there a jersey in here? Doesn't look like it. But There's a scarf over here. <laughs> the credentials. <laughs> Should I put on this shirt? No, that would be too much. The I black think. and gold one? I like the city skyline. Just get a close up of it. <gasps> My name is Bobby Smirniotis. I'm the head coach and sporting director here at Forge FC. Today I'm going to be playing both roles. <laughs> Although I feel like Bobby wouldn't look this ridiculous. Did you want a photo? Do I want a photo? <laughs> I'm like, why does Corey have the camera on me? I'm in a serious uh, oh, no. conversation. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> this is what happens when you leave me in your office alone for 15 minutes. I thought maybe you'd make a coffee. No. Got something going on. I just grabbed as much as I could. I'm surprised you're not having a scotch too. <laughs> I almost opened this bottle of wine. Let's hear from the coach. This is Behind the Beard with Bobby Smirniotis, Forge FC head coach and sporting director. Now, the woman who takes us there, here's Mackenzie Barwell on the Forge Audio Network. Okay, let me, let me get into my... Yes. A little warm. It's hot. It's hot. Where did this come from? Our uh, preseason visit to Stoke. Team uh, went and visited the uh, the factory. I guess you would be. Is that my scarf too? Where did that come from? <laughs> Nowhere. Is that how it was folded there? Or just. Yeah, it's like I was never here. And you were. <laughs> I had a few props going I on really here. I really had to play the part. Surprised okay. you didn't find a picture of me without a beard. I had to play the part. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Episode 62. 19. 19. We actually got it wrong last week. Yeah, because we said 17 last week. Yeah, and I was so excited because I thought you had it right, but no, no it was wrong. It's taking a wild guess. Next week's 20. We got to do something. We got to bake a cake or. Okay. Oh. Where are we at this we'll week? We'll get down to Do business. Do we have the ball here. in the, the, in the shot? shot? No. Yeah, that was crazy. Did you see that, Corey? Oh, I was like, where's the ball? Oh, yeah. You stand up, it's right underneath me. There you go. It's okay. It's a good chance that ball's mm -hmm. from 2010. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're 13 years later, just, just are, doing are, that. Are we doing math again? We're doing it again. We're doing it again. So, today, we'll yes. talk about some recent matches. We'll talk about. KJ's call it to the national team, some potential playoff scenarios a little later on. Um, but let's start with uh, Valor Forge on Sunday. Yes. I was listening to the post-match press conference, as always, and I thought it was interesting how both you and Abu spoke to the resilience of Forge, especially you know in that stint where you were down 2-1. So can you just talk a little bit about what you think clicked, especially going into that second half and being down for a little bit? Yeah, first and foremost, I thought in the second half we came out with a, a lot more energy, a lot more control of uh, of the game. You know, just you know, as a coach, you talk about a few things at, at halftime, but in the end of the day, you don't know if uh, if the catch is on with the yeah, players. And yeah. I, I think it caught on uh, starting in that uh, in that second half. The guys showed a, a lot more energy and urgency just to take the game uh, to our opponent. You know, I think in the first half we we started off well and we get the early goal. And sometimes an early goal gives you a false sense of uh, security. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, quickly showed that that's what happened with them tying up the game. So again, second half, I thought we were playing some very good football. Um, you know, we give up that second goal and we're not going to talk about uh, too much of the scenario of the second goal we've, we've given up and it happened. Um, we had to deal with it, uh, but we had a great response uh, from the group. You know, we talked about going into this game and uh, and no matter which way it were to come about, but three points is what we needed. Yeah. If it was uh, the most aesthetically pleasing way or, or not, it's something we needed to do because it's a place where we've gone um, in the last uh, few years and just haven't been able to get the result mm -hmm. against them. Call it the, the field, call it, you know, circumstances hasn't been there for us. And uh, it was an important three points at yeah. the end of the day. Well, even Abu said that what you said at halftime seemed to resonate with him. And same with Woobs. I asked him the same question this morning. And he also mentioned that changing formation also kind of made a difference yep. for him. So can I ask about the process of that as a coaching staff? How do you go about making those changes at half? Yeah, well, it's important to, as a coach in the game, you know, we don't have much to do. We've done yeah. all of our uh, work uh, in the week. You know, what we need to see is if the team needs any little tweaks, uh, if there's certain... Uh, areas of the pitch where we can take an advantage of better uh, play certain players, uh, you know, who have certain qualities in our team in certain areas of the pitch. And that's the one thing, you know, we looked at as, uh, you know, in the second part, I'd say after the 30th minute, uh, at that point, I didn't feel that the, the team was uh, was ready for a switch and just wanted to keep things uh, mm -hmm. as they were. Uh, but going into halftime where you can really explain what we wanted, it's something we worked on in the week, we were prepared for, and just making sure we had the finer points with the guys in, the, in our halftime talk. And... Um, you know, works out in the second half. Yeah, I guess that's not something that you can do from the sidelines halfway through the first half. So. Yeah, it is. Uh, but sometimes, uh, you know, maybe there's some finer things you want to discuss and uh, you also right. don't want to unsettle the team sometimes okay. uh, within the game. And I didn't think we were at a good point uh, in that half where we can change things up um, the way we wanted. Um, so we left it till halftime. Okay. So more so situational. Yes. Not impossible. Let me correct what no. I said there. Um, okay, let's shift gears and talk about KJ because, as I mentioned earlier, uh, yesterday it was announced that he's been called up to the U-17 national team. So he'll play two friendlies this weekend uh, against Brazil. We know now that, you know, there's nothing that you love more than continental football. That's a quote from you, actually. Um, but That is true. What can you say about, about KJ? Because, you know, as a young player, he now has this opportunity to represent Canada at the national level. Yeah, listen, first and foremost, he's been doing an excellent job. You know, he's had an excellent uh, season this year, and his season has been with Sigma in League One Ontario, and, uh, and he's been excellent there training with us uh, week in, week out here um, at Forge. And, uh, you know, he's gotten a start in the last game and he's gotten a start because, uh, you know, he's done all the business in training. Um, you know, like I said, he's had an excellent season monitoring all the games with Sigma. Uh, his training here over the last few weeks has been absolutely uh, excellent. So it comes with uh, with good timing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's uh, it's always interesting timing. You know, he's putting himself into the lineup here and uh, off he goes. Uh, yeah, uh, of course, right? Into, into a camp, which is uh, also important for his uh, development. Um, the under-17s are preparing for the World Cup and he's definitely a player. Uh, when you have the pedigree to play in the, in the starting 11 of Forge, you have the pedigree to be starting in an under-17 World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he said that this morning too. He already feels like he's going into that environment with so much more confidence because of not only this weekend, but you know he's been training with you guys since preseason. And we also talked about that. So how have you seen him even just progress over these past couple months with the team? Yeah, the biggest thing is always when you're looking at young guys is, is just confidence. It's them understanding uh, first. Um, you know, they get part of that, rid of that nervous uh, little bit uh, feeling. Then the, they have the sense of belonging and then they have the sense that they can make a difference. 
and you usually see those phases. For mm-hmm. some players, it comes early. For some players, each phase takes a little uh, a little while. And I think for him, it's just making sure that we always gave him the confidence and understanding that his qualities can always come to the top uh, yeah. training and playing in this group. And I think he's come through those phases uh, very well. And that's what's come with his uh, his debut or you know, his his debut to start um, this past weekend. And uh, we just hope that, uh, as always with young players, he remains humble, works hard, and uh, and keeps on going. Yeah. I can even see it in his conversation with me in that term, in terms of that sense of belonging because we were talking about his autograph this morning, and it's really good. It's really good. He said he's been practicing. He said he's been waiting to use it, and they uh, used it for the graphic to uh, announce his call-up, and he was... Uh, there you go. Maybe I'll ask him for it tomorrow. I was going to say you should probably yeah. ask him for it there soon. There you go. He was actually uh, kind of roasting, I should say, yeah. Simon, because, you know, I don't know if you've seen Simon's. We've talked about this before, but... Similar to yours? Whoa! Wait, Whoa! I'm, I'm pretty sure it was episode 12, that was 13. so uncalled for. Mine is better than time. Sorry. It may be on my desk still, but we had some work to do on it. I know, but all I need to say, I got to shout out uh, KJ because it's, it's impressive. Okay. He said he's been practicing and now he's... No need to sidetrack on yours. Uh, your signature. <sighs> that was uncalled for, yes, like I was. said. Wow. Okay. Um, anyways, stay on track here. Yes. This isn't the first time that we've seen this. Obviously, Garb's been uh, playing at the international stage for a little bit here this season. Kwesi called up last season as well. And these opportunities aren't as easy, easily accessible, I should say, without the CPL. So what do you think that kind of speaks to about the league and how it kind of blazes the trail for players like these? No, of course. You look at a player like uh, KJ right now, and uh, like I said, he's had an excellent uh, season in League One Ontario, which yeah. is an important uh, you know, mechanism to the uh, to the development of, of players. And then, you know, he's a player who's who's training day in, day out uh, at Forge. You know, he's, he's not a youth player. Mm-hmm. He's not, uh, you know, from from that end where he's uh, in academy football and he's doing that at Sigma. But he's he's in the environment of professional football every day. And, and that prepares you for for everything. There's no better way to learn in this sport than uh, than being with the big boys. And uh, and once you're doing well there, it gives you a lot of confidence to keep yeah. on moving. Yeah. Okay, shifting gears one more time here because I want to look ahead to this weekend against Pacific. Um, it's a big game. This is one of those situations where Corey and I were saying you you win and you're in. So with that in mind, does that play into the preparation at all, or is that a factor? Well, of yeah. course it is. You know, you know what I mean, yeah. right? <laughs> well, of course. You know, it's it's been uh, the tale of what we've been doing these last few weeks. It's mm-hmm. uh, you're going into these games with uh, with a must win mentality. Um, you know, we're we're not in the playoffs, uh, but you're playing these games like they're playoff games, like there is uh, like there is no tomorrow. You know, for us, it's about making sure we're gonna finish as high as as possible. Um, you know, whether that be at the top uh, or second, you know, that's where we want to be, and this is an important game to to get us there. You know, Pacific is obviously a, a very good team. Um, you know, we've had the the mixed results with them, two wins out in Pacific, and they've gotten us here um, late in the game. Uh, earlier in the year um but uh, it's one of those games that uh, doesn't matter what happens you need three points yeah. at the end and that gives you a big boost as you keep on moving forward yeah like you said they've they're a good team we've had mixed or you've had mixed results but now they they've clinched a, a spot as well after Halifax's win against Ottawa um, they've kind of been ebbing and flowing as we've talked about this season as well, but more so recently finding their form again. I think they're coming off a 4-1 win against York. So where do you see their strengths lying? 
Yeah, to be honest, at, at this point, it's uh, and it's nothing against Pacific or any other teams. It's uh, it's not so much the focus on the opponents, but it's making sure that we're focused on ourselves and and we're doing the right things, and and that's important uh, for us in this in this final stretch. And, you know, we talk about it a lot uh, about being the best version of ourselves, but we also have to understand what the, what that is, and uh, you know. So long as uh, our aggressive uh, nature is up, our, our ability to try and dictate uh, the game uh, on the ball here at home and, and making use of, uh, of this beautiful pitch and the crowd that, uh, that we have here, which we haven't done enough of mm-hmm. in, uh, in our results. And, and that's something that we've personally uh, talked about as a team. It's we want to make sure we finish off strong. We've got two home games left, uh, but most importantly, it starts with this one on Saturday. Yeah. So two home games left in the regular season, potentially more in the playoffs. This is my first season with the team, so I wanted to ask how the atmosphere changes or what do you feel shift when playoffs come and you're able to host a game here at Tim Hortons Field? Yeah, we love playoffs. We love playoffs. We That's love all playoffs. that needs to be said. Um, I think we've shown that uh, in our history and we need to keep on showing it in our future. You know, your history guides you and it gives you, uh, you know, that, that confidence as you go forward. But... Uh, the great thing about history is you always have a, an ability to, to write new history, uh, you know, coming up. And that's what we want to be able to, uh, to do. You know, it's, there's always something special about games, uh, knockout games. We've played a lot of them, both in the CPL and in, in CONCACAF. And it's just, I think, that extra adrenaline rush that the, the players get and, uh, you know, even us as, as coaches. Jumping um, into the, the crowd. The, the prepara- <laughs> yes, the preparation for all of that and, and the energy of the crowd is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Okay, I'm excited. I want to finish off with one other thing. Last week I talked, or yeah, it was last week I asked you the best piece of advice you've ever received. Mm-hmm. This week we're going back to uh, a max access question, question, a get to know you style one. Biggest fear. Biggest fear, open heights. Really? Yes. Open heights. Yes. Like, how do you feel about bridges? Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. So if you can avoid it, you will? Yeah, well, if I'm driving on the bridge, no it's problem. Fine. Straight ahead. Walking on a bridge, not going to happen. Mm. <laughs> You're swimming across the lake. CN Tower, uh, airplanes, no problem. Yeah. Balcony of a high rise, problem. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a balcony in your house? No. No. Never have, never will. No. Do you have any irrational fears? Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like, I've got a, I've got a couple of irrational fears. You going to give us one? Squirrels. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> no. That's the only one. I really? Think. Heights? Yeah. yeah. You, you, okay, what if, what if like a squirrel comes off the side of the road, like he jumps? <laughs> why would a squirrel do that? That's why it's irrational, but it's still scary. I think cats are more unpredictable and they're That's probably true. closer to human beings <laughs> so than true. a squirrel being close to you. Okay. Or maybe a That's raccoon so fair. for you, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh. Right? That, I feel like, is not even irrational. Raccoons but are vicious. Squirrels don't really come close unless you're talking to them, feeding them, giving them something. Geese. Geese? Oh, don't even get me started yes. with geese. They're, you know tri- they're tricky ones, yeah. They are yes, mean. Yes, Yeah, anyways. But, uh, yeah, not much outside of that one. We don't need to talk about wildlife. <laughs> I just was getting sidetracked there. there okay, so heights. Yes. Oh, well, we learn things, new things every week, I guess. That's what the show is for. This is what the show is for. Week 20 next week. We'll be back. Big week. What do we have? I don't know. Getting prepared for 20. Got a week. I know. I got a week to prep. We'll figure it out. 
This has been Behind the Beard with Mackenzie Barwell and Bobby Smirniotis. If you like what you heard, please like, follow, subscribe, comment, and share.